Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan S. Scott with you. This is Oilers Now. It is 135 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a listener, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at, Medi- at uh, Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Brennan S. Scott's a fan of the Texan. Uh, we are going to go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chad Studios in Edmonton, here is Brendan Escott. The Flames bringing back uh, Brett Ritchie on a one-year deal, while 2017 fourth-rounder Adam Rzichka has re-signed there as well. Two-year deal, average annual value just over 600, or rather 760000 a Red Wings center Andrew Kopp out until the first week of the NHL season. He had abdominal surgery. Leafs defenseman Timothy Liljegren out six weeks with a hernia. Pierre Engvall sidelined until October 3rd thanks to a foot and ankle issue. Oil Kings kicking off the regular season this week, Friday night, at home against the Red Deer Rebels. And yesterday, the team acquired Mason Finley via trade from the Calgary Hitmen in exchange for a conditional eighth-round pick. Uh, this this is Jack Finley's little brother, and yes, the son of Jeff, for those keeping track at home. Uh, Jeff Finley, I did not know this, had purchased the Okanagan Hockey School, which uh, uh, we were just in Penticton, and Larry Lund started that way back with Nick Ione back in 1963. It's the longest-running uh, hockey school that has been out there. Little-known, useless, stoffer, superfluous uh, stat. You can text us at any time, and we will get to a ton of texts coming up. But at this time, as promised... A one-on-one conversation with Oilers netminder Jack Campbell. Jack, the last time uh, we spoke was the day you signed. You've now had a summer. You're literally, figuratively in the Oilers' gear right now. You've had a chance to uh, to skate with the guys at the informal skates. We're closing in on uh, the start of training camp. Just a thought on uh, on sort of how the summer's gone and how you've sort of taken the next step to to become an Oiler. Yeah, it's been a great summer. You know, I, I was training in Toronto, and we have a good group of Oilers out there. So really nice to get to work with those guys and uh, get to know them. And coming into Edmonton a few weeks early, get to know the rest of the guys and uh, the staff, the arena. It's just been awesome. And, uh, of course, the city. So just really enjoying my time. But we're all ready just to get started at camp. What is the, in, in terms of being a goaltender, how much of it is the physical ability and how much is it the mental side? Yeah, I mean, I think it this level everybody has the uh, physical capabilities it's uh, definitely a lot of it's between the ears you know just uh, having fun out there stopping pucks and um, yeah just staying even keeled at what point did you start playing goal I started playing when I was about eight years old and 
played uh, forward and defense growing up and then decided to switch over to being a goalie because of my older cousin Duke and uh, yeah never looked back since. Was there a, uh, a goalie that you tried to pattern your, your game after? I always really looked up to Marty Turco. Um, you know, he played the puck so well growing up, and I uh, was fortunate enough to get mentored by him. Uh, my agent had him and um, kind of set that up, so he was an amazing guy, uh, you know, for me, and um, just really looked up to him. Can a goaltender be a leader on a team? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's all different types of leaders, and that goes for players too. Some guys are vocal. Some guys lead by example. I think in in that, you know, you're you're looked at all the time at how you respond to things. So I think um, if you handle yourself accordingly, you know, you do well. Uh, I think there's no doubt you can be a big leader. We're joined by Evan Oilers goaltender Jack Campbell, Bob Stoffer, with you on Oilers now. Uh, Jack, there's there's goaltenders that take zero responsibility on goals against, and then there's goalies that take perhaps too much responsibility. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky thing as a, as a broadcaster and a really lazy forward that wasn't good enough to play in the Western Hockey League. Uh, I, I absolutely despise goalies that show up their teammates. Your reputation is you're the exact opposite. You'll, you're, you will never sit there. And, but just, just a thought, is that, is that part of how a goaltender can lead, just in terms of accepting responsibility? I mean, Grant Fear once infamously, infamously said on the Steve Smith bank shot goal, I should have had that one too. Uh, but is, is that part of being a leader? Just, hey, n- making sure you never show up a teammate out on the ice. Yeah, I mean, my mom taught me that when I was, you know, eight years old, just not, no excuses, no finger pointing. So um, my philosophy's always just been I feel like I have the ability to make each save, and um, if I execute the game plan, I should be able to save it. So I know the boys are always um, battling super hard every night for me, you know, and uh, it'll be no different here. So my job's stop the puck, and that's the only way I look at it. Uh, you got to have a battery in terms of the relationship, and it's most likely going to be with Stuart Skinner. Is that something that's going to evolve, or has it already started? Well, Stu and I have uh, came out about a month ago and got to know him and got to know Shorty, and um, yeah, it's just a great relationship already. He's got so much talent, and um, I just remember what Jonathan Quick did for me in L.A. and really took me under his wing, and um, we became great friends, and, and we did well on the ice together, so it's uh, uh, that's just what I have planned for uh, Stu and I, and I know he, he's a hard-working guy and a great kid, so can't wait to uh, get to know him even more. Uh, you can uh, certainly help uh, the Dustin's ego out a bit, uh, highest save percentage in Alberta Golden Bears history uh, during his tenure there, so there is that. At the end of the day, you pick Edmonton. Why? Yeah, it was really the easiest decision ever, you know, um, watching them in the playoffs, knowing how great of a team they have here in Edmonton, seeing the fan base, you know, going nuts at, at home and uh, and playing in Canada. Uh, you know, I want to be a part of the team that brings the cup back to uh, Canada, and we have the team to do it. There you go. That is Jack Campbell, Oilers netminder, and uh, a lot of positive energy uh, when you have the opportunity to talk to Jack. Uh, Darnell Nurse was available today with the uh, Edmonton Media, and I asked him a very specific question uh, about uh, about his former Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound teammate. What kind of guy is he like? I don't know if Jack's been up here yet, but he is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever come across in hockey uh, first and foremost any team that he plays on 
there's not one person that can say a bad thing about him. Uh, but I think what makes it you know even more impressive is the the competitor that he is because he brings you know that that lighthearted fun um always there for the group but at the same time is you know gonna be one of the biggest competitors that we have in our room and uh that's infectious when you when you have a guy like that because not only does that uh you know that that good demeanor come across you know huge for guys in the room but um that work i mean we've been very uh, fortunate here to to have some great Great goalies that really set the work, and, and Smitty showed that. Uh, you know, for all the years he was here, he was one of the one of the best leaders that we had. And Soup, uh, you know, he brings that same fire, that same competitive edge. So we're uh, very fortunate to have him. Uh, that is Darnell Nurse talking about Oilers netminder Jack Campbell. Brendan Ca- uh, Escott is back in the 6:30 Jed Studios, and uh, it's going to be interesting because it's, you know, Brendan. I got the sense at the start of the year, each of the last three years, uh, there was a lot of concern uh, over the Smith Koskinen combination, and there wasn't an immense amount of confidence. And in fairness, Brendan Mike Smith was 9:23 in 2021, and he was 9:15 last year. Like, he ended up with pretty good numbers overall. But, look, I know that you've uh, you pinch it and host it on some days, and you get to see all the texts as well. I'll throw this out there to our listeners right now. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Do you have more confidence in Jack Campbell at the start of the year than you've had in in Mike Smith, who, it's, and again, it's got to be stated, performed admirably the last two seasons. Brendan, what's your take? I think so, absolutely. you got a $5 million goaltender now. This is a piece that the club was missing for the last couple of years, and that's not a slight to Mike Smith. It's just, you know, optically, I think that a lot of fans were calling for that clear-cut starting goaltender, and they didn't have that because the guy with the four-plus million dollar price tag was Miko Koskinen, right? So lots of different reasons to be optimistic. The thing that I, I, when I hear Darnell Nurse talk about how good of a character Jack Campbell is, well, doesn't that bode well for somebody transitioning from the American League up to the National Hockey League and, and is likely to form a duo in Stuart Skinner with Campbell for the next few years? I mean, it sounds like a pretty good thing brewing there. Trucker Dave has texted us on the Ashley Five Floors text line and says, I'm feeling very confident with Campbell. That one comes to us from uh, uh, Trucker Dave. Uh, Bob, Soup is an awesome nickname for Jack Campbell. Well, isn't every guy whose last name Campbell, was it not Soup or Soupy? I mean, isn't that kind of come with the territory? Bob, you would be shocked at how many media guys and gals from across Canada listen to Oilers Now. Great job. Uh, really? Well, I, you know, I, geez, I, I flattered, but also would question, uh, you know, are there not better options out there? You know, some days we have some good guests. Uh, Andrew, the insulator says goals against average is obviously an important stat. If there was a stat for game deflating goals against Smith would have led in that category as well. Uh, Bob and Brendan, any goaltender that can survive the zoo Toronto is, I have no doubts about Soupy. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll see how she all ends up going. Uh, 
This texter says, Brendan is the texter's name. It's a soft. Each has great sub- upside, but a fairly risky side as well. When we get back, uh, we'll hear a couple more comments from Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. He did a 41-minute avail. It is currently 145 in Edmonton, and you are listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back. It's 147 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, I'm at Rogers Place. Training camp on the ice starts tomorrow. Physicals, media, all that stuff today. We're going to go to this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. This November, you can join Oilers now on a roadie to New York City to see the Oilers play the Islanders and the New York Rangers at historic Madison Square Garden. For details, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Back at the 630 Chad Studios with this day in Oilers history, here's Brendan Escott. Go back to 1955. Former Oiler and the first Finnish-born NHLer, Matty Hagman, born in Helsinki. He was with Edmonton for two seasons, 1980 through 82. Scored 112 points in 147 games before returning to his hometown uh, team in the SM Liga. And he finished uh, his playing career there. He passed away in 2016. Uh, did Matty Hagman, his son, it was Nicholas Hagman, a longtime NHLer, brother in law. You old school indoor soccer fans might remember this guy, Kai Hoskave. Uh, was Matty Hagman's brother-in-law. He's arguably one of the best indoor soccer players in the world. I think he played for, was it the Drillers or the Brickman? I don't know. I should call up Steven Sandor. He'd know. Uh, and he was the first Finnish-born player to play in a Stanley Cup final, but not as an Edmonton Oiler, as a member of the Boston Bruins against the Montreal Canadiens back in 1976-77. All right. Well, you know what? Speaking of Finns, let's do it. For all the rich kids that never got a chance, uh, yes, the Pugliarvi. Today, Ken Holland did an availability, and he had these comments on Pugliarvi and his role this year. Um, obviously, the season ended, and he went home. He just, he just, uh, I haven't really, I just actually saw him two days ago for the first, first time. He's been in and out. We, our, our paths have, our paths haven't crossed. I think Jay's talked to him. Um, you know, he's got to come in and. He's in a he's in a competition for for I mean that's that was the message that, that Jay and I told the players today you know not individually but collectively we're expecting a competitive camp uh, we've made moves here in the off season and the growth of, of young players over the last year or two so that we're going to have a competition Jesse's in that competition I think last year at the start he got off to a great start I think with the first 10 15 games 20 games and then and then he kind of hit the wall. And then I think he lost his confidence. That so we had a coaching change, and his role, his role, his role, role changed. So, uh, you know, we'll have the, I'll have those conversations with him at some point in time here in the next uh, week or ten days. But um, uh, he's he's in a competition for ice time and for 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 line combinations. That's now that ultimately that's up to the coach. You know, I'm not I'm not telling the coach where to play. You know, I hire the coach, and the coach with his with his uh, assistants have to decide. Um, where people play. I give my input as we go along, but I hired the coach, and the coach makes those final decisions. And I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. The last few years, it's been, there's a trade demand there, there's not. It's come and gone a little bit. Has anything changed from previously? Where does Jesse stand as far as, you know, his willingness to be here and be an oiler and, and take whatever role is there for him? I think he was, you know, I had the one-on-one with him at the end of the year, and I talked uh, three, four times to his agent. Um, I think he was frustrated with the way the year ended. Um, 
I think he was frustrated, probably per, a little bit personally, that 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 he wasn't able to probably produce a little bit more offense. I think he got frustrated that. Um, you know, his, his, his role changed. I mean, he, he was playing more minutes, I think, early on. But when you're playing good, um, you play more. And when you're not, when you get those minutes and you don't produce, then, you know, the coaches make, they make, they make changes. So, um, that's the process of, of playing in the National Hockey League. You know, it, 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 he's, he's, uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, when I came here, obviously year one, he stayed back in Finland, and I, I don't know what transpired before I got here, but I, I do know that he he was you know he was um, not happy and you know requested a trade, and ultimately we went through and he came back, and I I think that you know he went like like young players he went through the process and he worked his way up the ladder. Um, this is two years ago, and he, you know he started he was on the top six, you know playing, I don't know, 15 to 18 minutes a night. And then, and then he did that again last year for a quarter of the year. And then, uh, like I said, the last the last half of the year, his role greatly reduced. In the playoffs, I maybe was playing, what, 10 minutes a night. Um, we're trying to win. The coach is trying to win. So fresh start, fresh opportunity. Um, and, I mean, that was, that was the message today. There's a competition out there. And he's got to go out here over the next uh, two weeks and uh, eight preseason games, and he's got to he's got to try to get his, 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 a bigger piece of the pie. Well, it's going to be really interesting. That's Oilers general manager Ken Holland in an extensive availability, uh, talking about yes, Apolyarvi and where he's going to fit this season. You heard Mark Spector, uh, who joined us for an hour. I mean, uh, if if indeed Zach Hyman. And it was sort of inferred during the course of today's media availability of Ken Holland. If Zach Hyman ends up on the left side and Fogel gets an opportunity on the right side, that means that uh, the Oilers will have a scenario where Evander Kane and Zach Hyman are both playing left wing. Now, i got to assume they're going to be in the top six, but you never know. Like, I, I think the team's got five top six forwards. McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman. Uh, so it's going to be intriguing. There's an opportunity for some people on the right side. Where's Yessa Pogliarvi going to fit? This has seemingly been an ongoing saga, to say the least. We will tell you that uh, tomorrow's show is fluid. Uh, we're still working on putting it together. Louis DeBrusque will join us from NHL Hockey on Rogers. He'll be one of our guests. What does uh, Reed Wilkins have coming up tonight on Inside Sports, Brendan Escott? looking like that show is fluid as well let me just confirm that yeah it is <laughs> all right so uh obviously he'll have more with edmonton oilers general manager ken holland again the players uh will start uh tomorrow at uh 9:30 a.m group one on the ice and then from 12 to 1 30 both sessions will be taking place here at rogers place uh jay woodcroft will also do an availability after the second session uh, wraps up uh, tomorrow afternoon, so we're not going to be able to squeeze that in because it's going to take place after the show is over. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with uh, Christina Drapeau, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3 today, and then the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jalen and I. Back at you tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.